Welcome to The Pop-In, our adjacent podcast of Flop Stars, where we run through the big new music and music news stories of the week. Flop Stars. My name's Nick Kelly, Sam Murphy with me. Ready to talk Rihanna, Sam? Let's go. Well, you know how I feel about Rihanna. Yes. She's one of my favourite artists on the planet. Work is one of my favourite songs of all time. I'm a big fan of her. But as soon as I heard that this was for the movie whatever it's called. Um, kind of forever. I just knew I wasn't going to love it. Lift me up. I don't love any songs from a soundtrack. However, I do. I did think about it and I was like, well, if I had to name a song that I really like from a soundtrack, it would be All the Stars, which was from Black Panther. Yeah. So obviously it's the same franchise. So I was like, maybe it will be okay. And you know what? It is okay. It's in the context of the movie. I'm sure it'll be great. I won't be viewing to see if it is, but I'm sure it will be. But as I just feel like it's such a wasted opportunity for a comeback, like all this hype around her and it's been wasted on some, it's a lullaby basically. Yeah. Do you as a fan think it's an almost unacceptable return? I mean, I don't think she owes us anything and I... There was another world where she doesn't come back and do a single thing. If this is a stepping stone towards a proper return, then hopefully that's what it is. Yeah. But there's another song coming this Friday, um, apparently also a ballad. So we'll see how that goes. I love a Rihanna ballad, but this goes even further into ballad territory. She sounds freaking great. I will say that. She does sound amazing. And I mean, you know, I consider Stay to be one of my favourite Rihanna songs ever, and that's a Stone Cold Ballad. Definitely. Because it also, you know, Ballad doesn't necessarily have to mean sad and boring. Ballad can be, you know, soaring and exciting in itself. Yeah. That's what something like Stay absolutely is. But yeah, I'm on a similar page to you, but I still was really happy to hear the song and excited to, to hear her voice again. And it's right, good to it's see it, hear her voice. You're right. Yeah. And to see, even to see the cover art, I was like, this feels quite surreal that she's coming back. But from the minute I pressed play, I knew what we were getting and that didn't excite me. I will say what's really exciting is one of the co-writers on it is Thames, who is um, having a bit of a moment right now is that she's sampled on the Drake and future song Wait For You, which has been like a massive hit here in the US this year. Um and she's also got some great records of her own. It's cool to see her doing stuff like that. And Rihanna always knows kind of the talent to use in moments like that, like her work with Coffee and now Thames. It's like, yes. that's, that's cool to hear. Absolutely. She's got a finger on the pulse. I mean, that's, that's suffice to say. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just having, it, it's almost like the, the, the fanfare around the song almost has usurped the song for me. Like, it's just exciting to open New Music Friday on Spotify and see Rihanna's face at the top and, like, cover Rihanna. (laughs) I'd forgotten she was even releasing. I was like, why is the thing pink? Like, why haven't they added an artist to it? There must be someone big releasing. And then I'm like, oh, only one of the biggest artists of all time. Someone slightly (laughs) big. Um, Speaking of Black Panther, we will um, unpack the brainy song from one of the stars of all the stars in just a second when we do Bop or flop. Um, but let's also I didn't unpack. Even think of that. Yeah, exactly. Flop stars. Let's also unpack the absolute ridiculous chart records that Taylor Swift has managed to set with Midnight's. Oh. Let's start in the US. The feat that she has done over there is astonishing. It is. 
uh, like freaking unbelievable. Honestly, like I don't think people realize how unbelievable this is. Yeah. To do one point nearly one point six million first week in the streaming era is unheard of. Good records are doing around the three hundred K mark, <laughs> and that's phenomenal. This is insane. Also, what's more insane to me is that Taylor was going through a period where her stock was dropping, you know? Around Lover, her popularity was dropping. And I know people will say, oh, she sold one mil in the first whatever. It was dropping. She was not... She didn't have the same public favour. The singles weren't launching as, as well as they once would. And even Folklore, I know Folklore was a surprise release, but even Folklore did nowhere near this. Um, It's insane to see how she's turned it around over the past few years, how she's got the public back on side and how people genuinely want her to win. Like, I would not call myself a hardcore Swifty, but I wanted to wake up and see the top 10 singles going to... Taylor Swift. Absolutely. The side fact of this chart feat in the US, which is, of course, if if you're under a rock, she has the whole top 10 in the Hot 100. Um, The side feat is, from from what I'm aware of, it's the first time in Hot 100 history no men have been on the chart as well. Correct. Yes. Yes. And what's crazy is they've announced today is that she did that just with streaming numbers. So I know people were saying like she's kind of for, um, tricking the system or playing the game by releasing digital singles and doing little tricky moves here and there, but... We were saying that last week. We were saying that, but they said she did it. She would have done it entirely with just streaming numbers. Astonishing. Astonishing. I'll give you a quick run through the Australian legacy that she's built as well. Yeah. So this is her 10th number one biggest album to chart since 2017 in Australia, the most streamed album in a week in Australian history. Antihero, yeah. uh, number one Aria single, the most tracks to ever debut in the top 10 singles chart in Australia. She took out nine of the top 10, missed out on that 10th spot with Unholy getting that instead. Oh. And oh. I know she just missed out in Australia. Just missed it. Um, and the number one airplay debut as well. The first track in history to debut at number one on the Australian airplay charts on radio. And she's the only artist wow. to simultaneously hold the three number ones ever as well. Having albums. Can I just say debut. how crazy this is, even more so because it shows a changing um, musical landscape where we're shifting back from hip hop dominance to pop dominance. Astonishing. Because a few years ago, the only kind of artist who would have been able to do this here would be Drake. Um, Kanye, Lil Baby, uh, those kind of artists. And now it's somehow caught, Pop's caught up to it and it's streaming just as well, which I think is a really interesting trend that not many people have dug into is the kind of waning popularity of hip-hop um, from a streaming perspective. It's going to be a tough conversation to have because I think, you know... It, it almost was like it's going to be unbeatable. There was a moment there when yeah. Drake was putting out, you know, 30 tracks on a record and they were all instantly occupying, you know, the top spots on the streaming charts that we thought, you know, pop was kind of dead from a chart perspective, but this has proven the complete opposite, that it's absolutely got its yeah. place. Um, let's talk about the tour really quickly as well. The Eras tour just announced with supports Paramore, yeah. Bieber Doobie, Phoebe Bridges, Girl in Red, Muna, Haim, Gail, Gracie Abrams and Owen, and that's just on about 20 dates. So That's but- amazing, isn't it? I think the supports for my date are um, Phoebe Bridges and Gail. I mean, your auntie's best friend. 
my is, auntie's best friend is arriving. Gail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we could talk we could talk for hours about Taylor. We've got so much to get through, but that is just astonishing. Um, it's probably just really worth really quickly touching on the passing of Takeoff as well. Uh, one third of Migos who passed away just prior to us recording this. Um, yeah. I just Migos really for me like five five or six years ago just breathed such a breath of fresh air into hip-hop yeah. and into, particularly into live hip-hop. They Changed just, the sound absolutely. completely. I mean, it was kind yeah. of that that almost like mumble meets sort of, you know, call to arms, that drill kind of feel. Um, yeah. just, just astonishing. I, I only got to see Migos play once and they were 30 minutes late to Lollapalooza and perform for yeah. about 10 minutes and it was still... Not punctual, just, that's for sure. No, it was still joyous. But, yeah, a massive loss in hip-hop. What's so sad about it is Takeoff's one of the most private members of the group, the most private member of the group. Yeah. Um, kind of kept to himself, kept his own business, and also arguably the most talented rapper in mm. the trio as well. It's just, it's really, it's really sad. Yep. And also I think Quavo and Takeoff did their own record without um, Offset this year. Nobody's quite sure what terms... Offset and take off of left it on. It's just, it's very sad. Yeah, the whole thing's the whole thing's awful. Um, but you know, legacy is there and the music is there. And yeah, I thought yeah. it was just worth touching on that before we go on to bop or flop. Flop stars. Let's do it. Biggest new song releases of the week. Let's start with your girl. Let's start with Scissor. What do we think about show? Yeah. So this is another case of just being something being te- teased too long. There's nothing particularly wrong with shirt. It is a bop, but this took. She's been teasing this song for a year and a half, like on and off. So, and it's really just a bit of a meandering R and B song at the end of the day. Yeah, and it it's fine. It's completely fine. Good even, but. You can't tease something like this for a year and a half and then start being like, I'm in album mode. Like, who bloody knows if she's in album mode? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Apparently, the video looks to tease the album for December um, and also teases a new song at the end of the video. So presumably it's coming, but this song doesn't make me overly ex- excited for it in the same way that Hits Different or um, Good Days did. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm thinking. I think after we came off Good Days, you know, I kind of thought, all right, this is exactly what we need coming out of the pandemic, coming into better days, coming into sunnier days. And I was like, this is exactly what we need. I I do like that she's playing in slightly darker space. You know, I think her voice really really suits that darker sound of R&B. But... Yeah, yeah. It, you're right. Meandering is the word. It kind of really doesn't go anywhere. It's nice. It is cool to hear her over, you know, some more 808s and over some darker production. But yeah, yeah. For, for the for the build up that's been created for this song, and also the the amount of time she's left us for, um, yeah, it just isn't hitting the mark for me. So I'm gonna, yeah, is flop even the word for this one? Yes, it probably is. No, we, there's we gonna be something in between. But you told me that refuse, we're not allowed that a few refuse, weeks ago. Don't fence sit in bubble flop. It's a no from me. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I think I'm going to... You can't just say it. You're going to say the word. I'm going to whisper it. Flop. <laughs> <laughs> you had it here first. You had it here first. <laughs> um, one of Australia's great potential crossover hopes is Rule, um, who burst out when he was 14 with a single called Golden Years and has since just been building up a really in- impressive catalogue of, you know, sort of R&B and soul-influenced pop music. This new song, Someone Else's Problem. <laughs> 
it's weird. I expected him to be popping off more now than he is. Uh-huh. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Something's plateaued and he needs to get out of it. Yep. The last song I thought was, like, excellent. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, this one I also think is pretty good too, but I don't know. It's missing that magic. He needs his, like, Kid Leroy stay moment to really pull him into something new. And none of this is better than what any of the other male soul-centred um, pop singers are doing right now. Yep, so I agree. It's definitely a bop, but he's he needs to take off, and this is not going to do it. Growing Up Is, which came out end of 2021, that was... Yeah. Was it end of 2021? Yeah, it was end of 2021, and it had a bit of a moment in Australia over that summer. That was the stay moment for me. I thought that was one of the best pop songs that got hidden over that summer and I don't think had a chance to cut through because of the lack of promotion you get over December, January. That was the moment for me that Rule could have taken it and gone nuclear, but it didn't happen. It didn't work. And it feels like they're releasing the same song over and over again at the moment. And I wonder what they've got left in their arsenal, given that I feel like growing up is and the last one, which was um, You Against Yourself. Yeah felt like the moment and they didn't happen. So Yeah. It's I'm it's not a sure where he goes from here. Neither. It almost feels like he needs to take a break from releasing at least. And yeah. I think maybe just some of that groundwork of doing some bigger shows in the US, a couple of massive support slots might be exactly what's required because that I think was what was missing with growing up is at the end of twenty twenty one was you know, it yeah. was it was missing, and obviously we were still crawling out of the out of the pandemic, and it was harder to do to kind of jet off to LA for you know a few weeks and do some shows and do some promotion. But it really felt like yeah. that, coupled with some really strong promotion, a bit of a radio tour potentially, could have been the moment that Rule goes nuclear because he's an incredibly endearing guy. He's a charmer. He's about six foot four, um, and he really is incredible. Incredible, an exceptional li- live yeah. singer as well. So, yeah, something's missing at the moment. Something's not quite cutting through, but I don't think it's the end of, of chances. I mean, the kid's like 19, so it's still... Oh, no, it's definitely not. I'm just looking at what his last um, big streaming hit was, and it was back in 2019 with yeah. um, Painkiller, Pain which is a pretty long time in between drinks. Yeah, quarter of a billion on that. And that's an absolute, that's a smasher, Painkiller. That yeah. That was just out and of He's here. had some great songs. Like he, the Bright Lights, Red Eyes EP was great, um, but didn't really do a lot. And then yep. all these singles have been great. But yeah, nothing's, I mean, now the last single's like around, sitting around six million on Spotify. Yeah. So needs to reignite. Reignite. But the song is a bop. Yeah. When all's said and done. Yeah, when it's all is said and done, it's a bop, isn't it? Very catchy. You can, yeah. you know, and you can sway along to it. And we love that. Um, <laughs> Dove Cameron has a new single called Bad Idea. Um, It's fine. It's okay. Mm. I, don't, I didn't love the, like, that song Boyfriend that really broke through. So I'm not sure if I'm in the right um, demographic for... Dove Cameron, but there's mm. something about all these artists right now that they're just all sticking in the same kind of vibe for me. And it's this like yep. dark pop kind of like um, post Billie Eilish, where do we go when we fall asleep vibe, which is just like so boring now. Like get yeah. over, get it. To- We're done. 
I understand that, like, we, we can all be depressed, whatever, but, like, not every song needs to be this really forced, like, darkness kind of... I don't know. It's just... It's too much. 100% with you. The, the lower register pianos, the dark, whispery vocal, the quieter moments... You know, this does kind of, there are some little moments where this kind of, you know, the pianos and the drums kind of meet and kind of slaps for a little bit. Yeah. But you're right. It's very, it feels very derivative to me from an artist that has all the potential to not be derivative and to really cut through uniquely. Um, Definitely. I don't know why they're all trying this, this sound. Like why do they keep going with this sound? Because it's not working. It's not even working on TikTok anymore. So. Old dudes like, in record labels who are infatuated with Billie Eilish and the Billie Eilish vibe and trying to recreate it with other young women. That's the Billie problem. Eilish is over the Billie Eilish vibe. Like, <laughs> exactly. the reason that Happier Than Ever was so good is because she got over it and she she matured. She moved on and, like, some of the her best songwriting ever on this sound that sounded uniquely her own. So... Time to move move on, move forward. Let's yep. go somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the thing. When when they expect her to when they expect her to zig, she zags. And that's always yeah. been the, what the great pop creators do, the ones that keep moving forward. And, you know, now Billy's had so many different, you know, it's been such a chameleon without really shocking anyone, if that makes sense. She's managed to be a yeah. chameleon across genres without actually kind of making everyone go, Oh fuck, that's really different. Oh, and get scared. Yeah, it all feels exactly. very cohesive, but still different at the same time. Um, but it's like why a song like "Unholy" is done so well. It's because it was so different. Like yeah. it doesn't sound like anything else on radio. It was a shock to hear that that like choir in the chorus, and that works. So I feel like everybody needs to be just shaking things up a little right now. Like nothing's no new artists are exciting me. When I was doing who I thought would get the best new artist like nod for the Grammys. I was like, this is just such an unexciting category this year. There is a lot of the like, same out there. I don't know. And it, maybe it's because of the pandemic that everybody's playing it a bit safe or whatever, but like, come on. Well, maybe this can tie back into what we were talking about with Midnight's that if there is now this excitement around pop again, that it, you know, can potentially be the dominant genre again, maybe there's a bit more room for experimentation and for shaking it up a little yeah. bit, you know? So maybe 2023 yeah. is the year of a, a, a newer generation of pop actually cutting through and doing things on their own terms. And I think, you know, I'm looking at the list of people we're talking about today, Chapel Roan, May Muller, yeah. Dove Cameron, Rule, you know, yeah, the, there's the people only... There. There's people there. There's absolutely people there, right? There's personalities yeah. there that can absolutely do something, but they're not currently hitting the mark and I think there's a potential for them to cut through in 2023 and find their own voices and separate themselves from each other and build a long-lasting adoration in our hearts, right? Yeah, and I think, like, the pandemic kind of stunted the growth of new artists a little bit. Mm. I'm just, like, looking through a list now and there is a few that I'm excited about, like Ethel Kane, um, Omar Apollo, obviously, who's not necessarily new but is kind of popping off this year, Griff... Yeah. Like there's a, there's enough there. It's just yeah. nothing blowing anything out of the water right now. We'll get there. We'll get there. But what are we saying for the song? I we'll wanna get go there. I, I wanna go bop objectively, it's a bop. Yeah, yeah, I'll go bop. It's not bad. <laughs> not great. It either. just just caused me to go on a ten minute rant, but it's not <laughs> bad. <laughs> 
Um, have you heard of Ronan? This next guy we're going to talk about. Have you heard I don't about know him? anything about Ronan, no. So I met him a couple of months ago and I had no idea who he was. And then he's like, I had a song with 175 million streams. And I was like, oh. And then it, like I listened to it. I was like, oh, fuck it. I know this one. I know this song. And then he put an iPod what is it? In my, it's called All the All Girls Are the Same. It was enormous on TikTok and he signed it over yeah. to APG in the US and it was a very, very big streaming song. Um you I think you'd know it if you listened to it. But uh, it was but on, it was one, one of those set. songs that if you you'd know it if you listen. All girls are the same. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. What so he's Australian? So he's Australian. Kid from Brisbane. Um and wow. Yeah, so Brizzy. he's just put this <laughs> Sunshine State. Um, he's just put this new song out called Butterflies, which he I, I first listened to with one headphone in at a brewery on the Brisbane River. He put one iPod <laughs> headphone in and was like, listen to this song. It's coming out in a few weeks. And so I did. And I really, really fucking like it. It's like a really nice, yeah. fast-paced, dark pop moment that feels almost like Five Sauce meets The weekend. Um, and yeah, I think this is a really That's exciting That's exactly track. what I was going to say. Yes. Like good. literally the two artists I was going to pull out. Yeah. It's got something to it and he's got something to him. And, and you know, he, he seems like a really exciting kind of artist that is happy to kind of do all sorts of different stuff. He's got a lot of emotion in the music and, you know, the production's really exciting to me. So it's a, it's a bop from me. I wanted to give it its flowers. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Bop too. I think it's cool. Great. It's it sounds like really, it doesn't, not to talk down Australian pop, but it doesn't sound Australian. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. That was my thing as well. It's like it's it's really got a global kind of feel to it, and it feels, you know, very ready for ready for the big time. Um, yeah. And it, it's so not the same as All Girls Are the Same or a couple of the other kind of spookier songs that he's put out. It's definitely much more in the sort of you know, main pop lane, and I really, I really respect him for that. So go Ronan. Yeah, yeah. go Ronan. Ronan with a strike through the middle of the O, like the North. Of course, do. yeah. Um, staying <laughs> in that part of the world from uh, Brisbane Gold Coast area is Keelan Mack, who's just put out, uh, I believe, his debut EP. Even though he's been releasing music for about five or six years. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It is now. I think about it. It's astonishing. He's. Um, He's released some great stuff. I was just listening to Flickr today and I was like, wow, that was oh. such a great song so early on in the career. And this song's great as well. I'm ready for him to pop off. He's he's doing all the right things, I think. I just was- don't know if Australia's ready to support this kind of pop music because it's very straight up pop. But yeah. hopefully... Hopefully, and if not, he can go over to the UK and make it happen there. Um, it was yeah. It's almost like there was a conversation in like 2018, 2019 about people doing like the Troy Sivan sound, you know, making Troy yeah. Sivan-esque music. And I suppose you yeah. could box Keelan in as that, or you could say that he just sounds very similar, but absolutely has his own lane of that almost like dark, but still straight up hooky pop stuff that, you know, gets yeah. really into the nitty gritty of relationships and his own personality. And he's come a long way and he's, he's become, you know, I feel like he was almost a mysterious artist when he first started out and then he took a couple of years off to write and work out who the fuck he was as an artist and then he's come out with this EP that's really really personal and and interesting yeah he feels very honest to me straight up yeah not like having not knowing him it just feels very relatable very honest very personal yeah beautiful words yeah yeah it's a bop from us (laughs) bop Um, bop yeah (laughs) so agreeable today unbelievable 
Um, <laughs> let's go. There's no Ellie Golding moment this week, <laughs> unless unless we have it with me. <laughs> oh, you fucker! I forgot. <laughs> It could be. You I forgot know. to edit up that video. I wanted to drag you. Anyway, <laughs> you get off we, this week. Nah, <laughs> we'll still do it. Fuck it. Um, May Muller <laughs> has a new song called I Just Came to Dance. What do we think? <laughs> it's super fun. I love May. We've done a lot of stuff with her, so I have a, a bit of a um, <laughs> biased opinion of May. But I think this song's really fun. It's really cheeky. Yeah. Like, just really silly. It's It's good. Yeah, I'm totally on the same on the same page. I think she's had some really interesting songs so far. Um, underrated one from May was her song with Masterpiece from the UK. Who? What was the song called? Let me look. I, I have play, no idea. I'll play a little hook of it. About. I'll play a little hook of okay. it. She she plays like the girl. It's called Boyfriend, and she plays like the girlfriend, and almost plays like a character in this song, and it's very oh. fast paced and funny. And um, yeah, I think she's one one of those artists that's got a real genuine personality, almost you know, in the Mabel side of the world where you've got yeah, some pop she music definitely with, does. Yeah, with personality and humor coming through, so it's a bop. Definitely a bop. Cool. Good on her. Final one. Chapel Roan, fresh off one of the great pop songs of the year, which I need to remember the name of. Um, Naked in Manhattan. Was it the Manhattan one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Naked in Manhattan. That was Woof. a song. Woof. It's going to sound awful. Um, no, just like that was a masterstroke straight up. Um then we've got this one called Casual, which is like pretty much the opposite of Naked in Manhattan, which was this big bombastic pop song. Um, this is a big old yeah. ballad. What do you reckon? I love it. I love everything she's done. It's really exciting. The her, the one that I really liked from her was Feminine. Feminine nomenon. <laughs> it was so silly, but so fun. Yeah. And I think the same with casual. Like it's it's technically, yeah, like a mid-tempo ballad, but also the lyrics are pretty in your face, pretty forthright. So I think she's just elevating all of her songs to an to another level. And I I don't think she's really missed this year for me. And the lyrics, the lyrics are astonishing. Every single yeah. song is just cutting like a knife. and So cutting, yeah. 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 She, I reckon you can very happily put her on one of 2023's pop stars to watch. Um, still releasing independently as far as I know as well, which you is know, she? feels pretty astonishing to me too. Um, so oh, watch, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, watch this space. It won't be long. She feels like she's a second away from a massive TikTok hit. She may already be on that you know, on that kind of like not, you know, technically signed to a record label but still releasing independently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those ones that they're doing these days to a stop little people. Trick. From, the little trick they're doing. Half of Triple yeah. J Unearthed is signed to a major label yeah. now. So why not? <laughs> um, cool. That is Bop or Flop. A very agreeable Bop or Flop for once. Get ready for Did us Did we to... disagree on anything? No, no. We agreed on every single song. All right, we'll take our disagreements over to the next one. Yes, we will, because coming up on your feed right now, we are going into Lord's seminal 2021 classic, Solar Power. Does Lord's Weed and Mushrooms era stand up a year on? Listening back to it. One of Sam's favourite <laughs> artists of all time goes under Ooh. the Flop Stars microscope. Get amongst it right now in your feed. We'll see you there. Flop Stars. So, yeah. <laughs> 